Grace to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The first text I'm going to read today is from the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Paul writes, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Thus far the text. And we're, we're going to be bouncing around a little bit with a few other texts, but Proclaim. Now, if you, if you go to the old King James, it's show. But that's not a really good translation for cot angelo. Cot angelo is more preach, proclaim, indoctrinate, forcefully tell someone something. And that's what Paul says about our coming to the Lord's Supper. Why does the blood of Jesus in that covenantal meal become so important? We go back to Mount Sinai. God has spoken to Moses and has renewed his covenant that he had with Abraham and that he wants the Israelites to understand that he has with them. And he tells them that he's going to drive the people out before them, that he is going to fight for them, and that they need not fear. And Moses took the book of the covenant and read it to the people. They responded, we will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people, and said, this is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with these words. You see, the blood marks the people in some way as being favored by God. It marks them literally with the Lord's words of covenant that they are the chosen people, that they are the light of God's eyes, that there is nothing about them that displeases the Lord. It's important that we, we remember that. Because that's what Jesus does for us in the Lord's Supper. In Zechariah, that famous Christmas verse begins with, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion, shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you righteous and victorious lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. A verse we're going to hear on Sunday as part of our Palm Sunday, a great celebration for Jesus of entering the kingdom, the capital, the pinnacle, Jerusalem. And people shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But we go on in verse 11. As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Whoa. Blood has an effect. Blood changes a person's condition and moves them out of somewhere that they should not be to where God wants them to be. And it's interesting that that is in that proclamation of the king coming on a donkey, on a colt the foal of a donkey. And right after Jesus has entered Jerusalem, he celebrates the Passover with his disciples, and he institutes the new covenant of his blood. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. You notice the remarkable similarity to Zechariah. Because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The blood of Christ changes the believer, makes them into something that they're not, but that they are meant to be. Takes them from where they were to where God wants them to be. Takes them from that waterless pit called Hades and hell. Sheol, the place of demons and devils. And places them instead where he wants them to be. So you see... First of all, the blood of Christ takes us from where we were destined to be and places us to where God wants us to be. And every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper, I want you to think about this scene. This is from Hebrews 12. You have not come to a mountain that, cannot be, that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous 
made perfect through Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and through the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. How many of you see that image when you come here and you receive that body and blood? Thousands upon thousands of angels joined with you in proclamation of that great victory of Christ's blood over sin, death, and Satan. Thousands upon thousands of the redeemed and righteous joined with you in celebration of what God has done in Jesus Christ. Or is it just a little wafer? Just a little wine in with and under the body and blood of Jesus. But pastor, it, it's just that. You have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly the firstborn, the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You come to God, the judge of all and the spirits of the righteous made perfect. What an image. As we stand here, as we receive that body and blood of Jesus Christ, being united in heaven with him, what a proclamation. I believe I am redeemed. I believe I stand among the thousands and thousands that the blood has washed clean. I believe that I have no fear for Christ's blood is a better blood than Abel's. And it is the mediator of the new covenant. It already has marked me as one redeemed. It already has claimed me and made me to be what God wants me to be. See, it's a very strong proclamation. It's an acceptance of what Christ has given us. It's a thankfulness that we are no longer counted as enemies of God. And it's a realization that the blood of Christ has already cleansed us from all of our sins. So now to my, so what? Do we talk about that? Do we let people know how important it is to us? That we are here, and that when we are here, we are joined with thousands upon thousands of others who worship Jesus Christ. And how important that is, for he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by him. But thankfully, no one is excluded from that blood. When Christ says it is finished, he means it is finished for all. And there is no one who is cut out of that atonement.
we stand with them. But do we proclaim to them? Do we lift our voices in praise of that blood and thanksgiving for what God has already done for us? It's my prayer that the next time you come forward and receive that body and blood, the image will flash through your mind of that heavenly scene. And you'll see the angels standing around you, gathered with you in worshiping Jesus Christ, the author of the new covenant. And that as you receive that body and blood, your heart will be lifted up. Your mind will be refreshed. Your strength renewed. your voice empowered to speak the name of Jesus for forgiveness of all. In closing, I'm going to use the words of Hebrews 13. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant, brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good work for doing his will, he may work in us what is pleasing to him. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Your life everlasting. Amen.